We all know the Cardinals have a few bats that would fit well in Seattle, but like we've said time and time again, they're just not worth one of the Mariners' young major league starters. So is there a way to work around that? Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. This is Titan Gonzalez and Colby Patnett for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On and you'll get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. And on the show today, we'll go over some moves the mayor should make sooner rather than later we'll also tackle the mariners cardinals trade rumors again with a let's say different idea to land one of those bats from st louis uh but first colby we unfortunately have to talk about last night's game let's start with brian Wu. the decision to leave him in the game entering the fourth inning which is something you took issue with i took issue with i get your bullpen is light Totally understand that. Totally understand that some guys weren't available last night. That said, you have a young starter who hasn't pitched in 10 days, nine days, something like that, has already blown past his career high in innings pitched at the professional level and clearly just doesn't have it. Some really spotty command. I mean, his stuff looked mostly great. And at times he was able to dot up the corner didn't get some calls that he probably should have, but still he just did not have it. You messaged me last night. You said he looks uncomfortable out there. And I, I agreed. I I thought he did look uncomfortable on the mound last night and his defense has not given him any support really whatsoever. It was a really sloppy game from the Mariners overall, not just defensively, but on the base pass as well. Just a bad night as a whole. But again, you got to give your young starter a life raft. And I felt like Scott Service and company did not do what was in the best interests of Brian Wu last night. Do you agree? Yeah, Scott Service failed his ball club and he failed his young pitcher all with one decision. He played his stupid little game that Scott has played quite a few times this year and it's seemingly every single time he's won his stupid little price at the cost of a game. Remember the Bryce Miller game against the Yankees where somehow, some way they were still in that game despite Bryce Miller really struggling. It was a winnable game and he tried to squeeze a couple more outs out of Miller and the game was over like 10 pitches later. Same thing happened last night. He had a shot to win that game still despite uh, Brian Wu being just bad. He was bad. Like there's just no sugarcoating this. He, Ran a lot of deep counts. He didn't have pinpoint control or command, really. Yeah, he got screwed a couple times. Who cares? You have to overcome that. That's going to happen to every single pitcher. He did not have it. I I told you he looked uncomfortable from the fir- in the first inning. Like it, This wasn't something that like he was cruising, and then all of a sudden he started to struggle. You could see it right away. He was not comfortable last night, and Scott had to play his stupid little game. It's a 5-3 to three game. 
You got three out of him. Oh, maybe I could really try and squeeze four or whatever. And all you did was lose the game for your club. It was over. It was over at seven to three. And your grand prize for essentially kicking a game in the middle of a playoff race is you got one extra out that your bullpen didn't need to get. Scott screwed the Mariners last night and he screwed Brian Wu by leaving him out there when he's clearly not feeling a, when he's clearly not feeling a hundred percent, when he's clearly throwing a ton of pitches, uh, he labored to get through three labored to get through those, yeah. those innings. Like there was not an easy, in- the second inning was the easy inning. Cool. The other two, he threw like 35 pitches in each of them. What are you doing? It's clear. He does not have it. Get him out of the game and you have a shot to win that game. The second they put him out there, I knew that game was over. You could see it. Everybody in the ballpark knew it. It's a five to three game, and you're putting a struggling pitcher back out there. For what reason? To try and save three outs? Stupid. It was stupid. Scott was a moron last night. There's just no way. There's no way to be nice about it. That is a stupid decision. Anybody with eyeballs could tell that Brian Wu was not going to find it. Was not happening. Wasn't his night. Anybody could see it. Even me when I'm watching from, you know, 350 feet away, 300, 400 feet away, doesn't matter. I could see that Brian was not going to figure that out. And Scott's sitting right there in a desperate attempt to save three outs for his bullpen. He kicked a game, which, by the way, if you look at the out of town scoreboard, yeah, that one hurts. So, yeah, Scott blew it. There's just really no way around it. Scott blew it last night. He wasn't the only one, there's plenty of blame to go around. But on Scott's part, he was bad. He was bad last night. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people to blame for, for last night's loss. Um, it's another game that, you know, we'll just ball up. We'll throw it in the trash. But there's just been too many of those this year. And that's why you're painfully mediocre. That's why you're unable to get even two games beyond 500 without being sucked right back down. It just, yeah. Um. On the topic of Wu, you know, I was asked this last night a few times um, when, you know, I was talking about the decision to to leave him in and, and all that about his, his pitch count, his innings count. You know, when is he going to get shut down? Um, because it seems like we're getting closer to that point. I always felt like it was going to be somewhere around the trade deadline or a little bit after because... You know, you look at this roster, you look at the Wu situation in general, that he's not going to be able to finish the season given the lack of innings that he's pitched in his professional career. That, you know, they're probably going to add a, a starter of some caliber. You know, if, even if it's just a Mike Leak type of guy that can just eat innings for the rest of the year, that's not going to cost you anything, is going to be gone, you mm-hmm. know, in the offseason. Rich Hill, right? For example, someone like that. Yeah. But when do we think that they are going to shut Wu down? Because last night, you know, I don't want to overreact to last night but he did look like a guy that is well past his his career high in innings and he looks like he might be i mean he looked tired last night so yeah i mean who's to say if it's rust or you know just fatigue who knows yeah um about last night in particular but yeah he's probably only got five starts left at the most he's already blown through his innings pitch limit and and you know or max uh career high so it's it's just tough to say because you do have to kind of push him through it a little bit because you just can't he can't be on a progression where he throws 55 innings and the next year he throws 80 and you shut him down like he's got to push that to around 100 um 
legitimately so that next year you can go out and you can go to 130, 140 or whatever it is. So you kind of have to push him through it, but at the same time, you can't really kick starts, uh, kick games like the Mariners did last night, hoping that, you know, just on the hope that he can push through this or, or not. So there's a way to get him his innings without hurting your club. And that's to send him down and just have him start in the minors where you can have skip him and you can do a bunch of things and still get him his innings. But uh, I think at most it's five or six starts left, maybe 25, 30 innings. And then you probably see him shut down for, you know, a month. And then you might see him in September pitch out of the bullpen if Seattle's still in it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would imagine, you know, mid August is, is as far as you can possibly go. And it's why the Mariners need to be, involved in the starting pitching market and not at the top of it necessarily, but they, no. they have to be involved. Like they have to go get, you know, a Tyler Anderson type. Um, you, you just know, need a guy for the next two months. You don't need a guy that's under club control for 2024. No, 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 that no, would no, be no. nice if you can get that guy. You right. Know. And if you, if you fall out of it right in the next week or two before you, before Wu runs out of innings, then yeah, you could probably just throw, you know, Logan Allen who they signed or, or, or Adam Aller uh, yeah. into the, into the number five spot because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, Hancock, if he's still around. Um, but assuming that they're still hovering around 500, which is a pretty good bet, um, you know, then those starts probably are going to matter because nobody is running away with that third wild card spot right now. Uh, so you, you have to go get somebody. But yeah, I think Boo's probably got 30 innings left at most. So yeah. it, the time is coming. All right. So there are some other moves that you think the Mariners should make. Um, they might have made some moves by now, uh, by the time that you're watching this. Uh, but we're still going to talk about those. We're going to talk about some other moves we think they should make as well in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by Dave. No, not Sims or Niehaus. Dave is the banking app that's leaving the financial field. At one time or another, we've all needed a little financial help. That's why Dave is great. Dave can get you cash between paychecks and can help you build credit by settling extra cash advances on time. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. So if you're in a pinch, get the help you need by downloading Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com MLB. Terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve, member FDIC. That's dave.com slash MLB. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash MLB. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. You can catch game three of this four-game series between the Mariners and the Twins tonight on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Uh, before we get into our next topic of the show, a reminder, we are running a giveaway right now, one of our biggest giveaways yet. We are giving away tickets to each of the Mariners' three games against the Red Sox later this month. That's July 31st through August 2nd. Pretty good chance that you might see uh, a new Mariner to make their debut in Seattle. Uh, with the trade deadline happening right around that time. Uh, So all you have to do to enter is subscribe to the channel here on YouTube. If you're only listening on, you know, podcast platforms, head on over to our YouTube channel, subscribe, leave a comment on any of our videos this week saying which day you want to go. So Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, we are picking a winner for each day. 
So no one winner is going to get all three games. Sorry, but um, one, you know, if you say Monday, we'll pick a winner for all the, from all the comments saying Monday. If you say Tuesday, we're picking a winner from all the comments saying Tuesday and so on and so forth. Uh, these are two tickets each, so you can take a friend. So if you want an extra entry, have your friend come over, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment what day you guys want to go to. And uh, these are terrace level tickets. Uh, we are also legally required to uh, remind you to check out the description of this episode to uh, refer to the legalities of <laughs> the whole giveaway. So, yeah. Anywho. <laughs> okay. Uh, Colby, you got some moves you think the Mariners should make. What are they? Oh, no. I've forgotten. Um, yeah. So funny about this is by the time you guys are listening they probably already made some moves so yay us um yeah yeah but uh the best laid plans of mice and men uh anyways uh so obviously they're going to need an arm for tonight i think they'd be stupid if they didn't make a move uh in the bullpen and and you know you've had to cover a lot of innings the last few days because scott has intentionally short scripted a few guys and and obviously Wu couldn't hold up his end last night and and Neither really could um, Luis Castillo. So, yeah, you know, the bullpen has had to cover a lot of innings the last few days, and, and you just you need some fresh arms just to be able to cover innings because there's no guarantee that Castillo is going to go out tonight and give you seven, which is probably ideal at this stage. But you don't have an off day until, what, next Monday? So you need fresh arms. Uh, I think the obvious answer here is Ty Adcock. He has thrown a ton of pitches the last two days. Also hasn't been very good recently, but – you know, whatever. The main thing is, is that he has not, uh, he's thrown a ton of pitches, uh, the last two days, he is not going to be available tonight, probably not tomorrow either. And you just can't have blank spots on your roster, uh, right now. So, uh, yeah, Adcock's got to go down. There's only a few, there's a few guys on the 40 man. Now, normally this would be McCacken who would just come up and eat innings, but McCacken started for Tacoma last night. So he's not an option. Uh, so you're probably looking at Adam Aller, who they just recently claimed, um, you're looking at the lefty that they got in the Mets deal who nobody really cares about. Um, you're talking mucking her. And I think is his name. Yep. Uh, you know, you could, uh, want 10, uh, if, if he's healthy and ready to go, you can't do Matt Besta unless there's a, an IL move. So unfortunately you can't just bring Besta back up. Uh, the other thing you can do is you can transfer Marco to the 60 day IL and add somebody who's not on the 40 man back to the 40 man and call them up um you know for adcock so that would be tommy malone probably um so yeah there's not some great options out there i guess you could add diego castillo back to the 40 man but he has not been good um the big one here and the one that has the chance to be the most long term is is prolonder baroa um Mm -hmm. shannon dreyer's already speculated that we'll see him very soon which i mean yeah what we should it's pretty obvious and he's a guy who can go two three innings he's already been stretched out this year Mm-hmm. Um, and he has really seemed to find some, let's just say some more control <laughs> as a reliever, uh, than he did as a starter. So there's sure. a little bit of Matt Brash to him where there's just nasty stuff and he's just going to walk guys. And that's just kind of part of his deal. But, uh, yeah, yeah. He's more of a long-term solution. That one would be the obvious call. He's already on the 40 man as well. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not he could get here in time. He's down in Arkansas, you know, the travel and all that stuff. But yeah, they they need to make a move there. They absolutely have to make a move in the bullpen. Maybe even two. Campbell threw two innings last night. Is he down tonight or to, and tomorrow, or is it just tonight? We don't know. Uh, but that's a move that you can you have to consider, even though Campbell's been perfectly fine. 
Um, you just can't have multiple like blank bullpen spots uh, down tonight. So yeah, they probably have to make a couple moves there in the pen. Um, moves that they should make, but I don't know if they will. They sh- should DFA AJ Pollock. Uh, that, that's a no brainer. And they should call up Cade Marlowe. Now, unfortunately that doesn't seem like that's going to happen today because Marlowe was in the lineup for the Rainiers um, at a 12 o'clock first pitch time. So I guess it's technically mm-hmm. possible that he could play two games today or, or he can just, you know, drive up the drive up by five or whatever and, and get to the ballpark and, and be activated today. But it seems unlikely, but you should DFA Pollock. Absolutely should. And you should, you should call up almost doesn't matter uh, because they're probably going to provide more for you than AJ Pollock is at this stage. Uh, Marlo would be my, my, uh, my first option. Um, he's already on the 40 man as well. Uh, but Taylor Trammell is also on the 40 man. Sam Haggerty's on on the 40 man. Um, and again, you're DFA Pollock, like you should, you're going to automatically open up a 40 man spot. So even Jake Shiner and Mason McCoy and, and, you know, Zach Deloach, uh, like these guys also could make sense for that roster spot. So it's really 40 man doesn't matter if you're DFA Pollock. Um, and then the other one that I would strongly consider is DFA Colton Wong and claiming Rubnetto door, um, who was just recently DFA by the Padres. I know Ty hates him, uh, for reasons unknown, but he is a 99 WRC right. plus bat against right-handed pitching who does have an 11% walk rate uh, and, you know, just a 21% strikeout rate against right-handed pitching. 99 is not good. It is 1% below league it average, isn't. but Colton Wong's WRC plus is like 30. So it is a significant upgrade. And then the idea there would just be to platoon him and, and Caballero at second base. Um you know, you don't want to go that route because you don't think your clubhouse can handle Rube Neto door being on your roster for a couple of weeks. It says a lot more about your clubhouse than you think, but whatever. Uh, then yeah, you can, I guess you can just stick with Colton Wong for a while because it's worked out so well. Right. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about, I think it was maybe Monday's show or, you know, one of our recent shows about just rolling with the unknown because you know what Colton Wong is. You know what AJ Pollock is. You know that Dylan Moore, and you know, the other game against the Tigers, notwithstanding, or was that on Friday yep. against the Tigers, notwithstanding, does not look capable of uh, hitting major league pitching with any sort of consistency right now. Because again, we've, you know what the deal is. I've gone over that multiple times. Dylan Moore, just send him down to AAA, let him get the at bats that he needs. And reassess either towards the end of the year. If you're out of it, then fine. I don't care. You can bring him back up. Let him play every day for all I care at that point. Or in 2024. Um, because he just he needs time right now. And you cannot afford to give him time. So you already know what all those things are, right? So, you know, maybe Zach Deloach or Jake Shiner or Sam Harrity or Taylor Trammell isn't going to be an upgrade over any of those guys. But they're not going to be worse. I can tell you that because you quite literally cannot be worse. You quite literally cannot give the Mariners less than what AJ Pollock and Colton Wong and Dylan Moore are giving them right now. So that's the extent of it. Uh, by the way, you you mentioned Zach Muckenhern, the left-handed reliever the Mariners acquired, acquired from the Mets a couple of weeks ago for Chris Flexen and Trevor Gott. Uh, remember the response from Mariners Twitter about uh, trading Trevor Gott. Oh, 
you paid four million dollars or you 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 traded away a good reliever to get four million dollars off of your books even though that chris fluxon had already be, been dfa'd and they had already made peace with essentially paying that money whatever right well i saw a uh, a wonderful screenshot from luke on twitter at mariners underscore luke of uh, Mets fans reacting to Trevor Gott, who apparently got shelled last night by the Chicago White Sox. And there are quotes here like, Billy Epler was willing to eat Chris Flexen's contract to get Trevor Gott. There's no way Epler should be anywhere near this team after October 1st. $4 million for Trevor Gott. Is Billy Epler a saboteur? Stuff like that. So Things hmm, are going well. Yeah. So maybe the Mariners didn't necessarily trade a, a good reliever just to shave $4 million off of their books, even though that, again, they had already made peace with doing that. Just the Mets were, you know, came in at the 11th hour <laughs> and said, you know what? We'll take the $4 million off of your hands if you give us Trevor Gott. So, yep. something to think about. Just saying. All right. Uh, so we're going to talk about this uh, Mariners-Cardinals trade rumor that just won't die john morosi won't let it die um but even though that it's mostly morosi that is pushing that it does make some sense right there are some bats that the cardinals have that totally make sense for the mariners in 2024 and beyond it's just what the speculated costs of those bats are doesn't make sense for the mariners at all we've gone over that time and time again uh, but we're going to look at an alternative solution for the Mariners to potentially land one of those bats from the Cardinals in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by Sleeper. Are you using the Sleeper app for daily fantasy baseball? Want to times your money by 100? Sleeper is now offering up to a 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you could win big. If you think Julio's going yard, add him to your lineup. If you think Bryce Miller's striking out six or more, add him to your lineup. Making your picks is easy and takes only 30 seconds or less. And if you win, you can withdraw your payout safe and quickly. Use promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, game three of this series between the Mariners and the Twins is on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Catch all the action over there. Uh, Colby, let's talk about the Cardinals and the Mariners for the 11th millionth time on this show. Uh, but we have a different way that we want to tackle this topic, right? Because again, trading Brian Wu or Bryce Miller or Logan Gilbert for really any of the bats that the Cardinals are going to realistically trade. We're not talking about Goldschmidt. We're not talking about Arenado. We're not talking about Jordan Walker. We're not talking about those guys. Guys that they would realistically trade, that's a non-starter for us. Wu, Miller, Gilbert, we're not doing it. Just flat out, no. However, I think, look, because like, I think that Lars Newbar is being massively overrated, right? Newbar is a good player, but I think his his max his ceiling is probably a three win player, which is a good player that helps you. That might even you know get he might even be an all star one year, right? But that's still not worth 
Brian Wu or Bryce Miller, Logan Gilbert, who are either established middle of the rotation guys or are already showing you that they can be that or even more at the major league level right now. So um, as for like how those guys should be properly valued, I think there's still a way to make that happen. So my idea here is essentially getting a third team involved. And while I don't like this term, killing two birds with one stone, because the Mariners right now, as they continue to just hover around 500, it's becoming more and more clear that they're going to both buy and sell at the trade deadline. So if they're going to do that, instead of getting just prospects back for Paul Seawall, Teoscar Hernandez, Tom Murphy, etc., why not just get you something that can help you in 2024 in a significant way now they're not going to be able to trade any of those guys to the cardinals but if you get a third team involved someone who is buying someone that might have a pitcher that is maybe not on the same level as woo or miller but is at least slightly better than emerson hancock that maybe you could at least package that guy with hancock and maybe whatever else to get the deal across the finish line flip those guys to the cardinals for the bat that you want so Before we get into, I have a couple of, they're not fully fleshed out trades. They're just more like rough outlines of deals that I think the the Mariners can make. Before we get into those, Colby, what do you think just overall about the idea of getting a third team involved here to try and land that bat from the Cardinals and how feasible do you think it is? Yeah, I think it's pretty feasible because again, there are a lot of buyers. Uh, It is definitely a seller's market. So um, you know, if the Mariners are looking to buy and sell, they can just do both at the same time because their most expendable pieces are, you know, Seawald and, and Teoscar. And, and so, um, but you're not going to trade those two guys for a bat from a contender that makes sense for you beyond, you know, 2024. So, yeah, I think the idea is essentially it's, it, it's just, a, it's a standard three team trade. Like I have something that both contenders will want and seller and sellers would want, but I want to maximize my window. So I'm going to basically pawn off the cost of me as a buyer to another contender, right? Mm-hmm. That's essentially what you're doing is yeah, we're going to split the cost of me buying by me selling at the same time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's, it's something that, you know, we, we haven't seen a ton of three team trades with Jerry, um, but I do think it's something that he's more than open to. They're just, they're just rare in general. So right. uh, yeah, I think it's, it's probably a good idea. And I was thinking last night because I was willing to do anything besides watch that travesty. I was thinking, you know, there's a pretty good chance that the Mariners biggest trade is a three team deal because of the way the circumstances are right now, where it is a seller's market, but the Mariners are both buyers and sellers. So how do you take right. advantage of that by doing both in the same deal? Right. So the Cardinals have outright said they want pitching, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a steep drop off between Brian Wu and Emerson Hancock. So again, this is our attempt to explore the possibility of landing a guy that at least fits somewhere in between those two guys. So here are a couple of ideas that I have. Again, these are just rough outlines. These aren't fully fleshed out trades, but uh, there's one common denominator here, and that's Paul Seawald. Uh, the other is uh, the other idea here, and why we have two teams or two separate trades involved here is because one involves Tom Murphy, the other involves Teoscar Hernandez, in addition to Paul Seawald. So the first deal here is 
an idea uh, is partly an idea that was brought up by a friend of the show, Joe Doyle. Again, this so this wasn't exactly my trade idea, but I was trying to take his idea and turn it into something a little bit bigger here. Uh, he, I forget exactly where he talked about this. Uh, maybe it was just in the baseball things Slack, um, which by the way, you guys should definitely sign up for and join uh, Jason Churchill's baseball things podcast over on Patreon. You can join a Slack, join a community uh, through that. Uh, it's really cool. Um, but he had the idea of trading Paul Seawald and Tom Murphy to the Marlins. Uh, that team really needs catching help and could use some bullpen help as well uh, for Xavier Edwards and Jake Eater, left-handed pitching prospect who is not like significantly better than Emerson Hancock, but he is better. He's not a top 100 guy, but he's better than, than Hancock. So the idea here is to pair Eater with Hancock, flip them to the Cardinals along with maybe someone like Alberto Rodriguez or Jonathan Classe or, Laz Montes. It doesn't really matter. Just think of a Mariners prospect in that range. Pick him. Doesn't matter to me. Mariners get to keep Xavier Edwards, and they also get, for the sake of the example, Lars Newtbar, Dylan Carlson, while the Marlins get Paul Seawald and Tom Murphy. The other deal here that I have up on the screen, uh, Seawald and Teoscar to the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks could use some bullpen help. They definitely need a, another corner outfielder. Alec Thomas, Jake McCarthy, those guys are just not giving them enough offensively right now. Cardinals get Blake Walson, who again is kind of in that Jake Eater range where he's like, he's better than Hancock, but he's also not like a top 100 guy. So that's why you would still pair him with Emerson Hancock. And then I have the Cardinals also getting maybe like Dominic Fletcher out of it, outfielder from the, the Diamondbacks. Though I know Colby wants Fletcher on the Mariners in the steal. And maybe... And maybe the, the Cardinals are getting too much here. That's that's up for debate here. But the, the Mariners would also, you know, get, again, Newbar or Carlson in this example. I'd rather have Fletcher than Classe. So sure. I'll tack on Classe on my end, and I will keep Fletcher. Sure. If you uh, want to do that. Yeah. Another team that this makes sense for is Tampa. They also could use yeah. Paul Seawald and Teoscar Hernandez. Um, the problem with so, Tampa is... Not a lot of pitching. Yeah, well, most of, I mean, they do, but most of the pitchers that fit the criteria we're looking for here are hurt. And yeah. we're talking like not, you know, hamstring, not, you know, a blister, not like elbow issues. Right. right? Like Shane Baz seems perfect for this, mm -hmm. but he has significant elbow issues right now. So that's yeah. not an option. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where that stalls out. So, yeah, again, I don't have a perfect answer here the Marlins and the Diamondbacks are kind of the two closest, but again, you know, you're not going to be able to get a Brian Wu level pitcher, a Bryce Miller level pitcher from either of these teams. I don't think what's up. You're holding up your finger. Yeah. Uh, Divish tweeted nine minutes ago, which, you know, right around the time we started having this conversation surprise, right? right. Thanks Streamyard. Um, yeah. That both Devin sweet and Perlanda Barroa are in the Mariners clubhouse right now. Devin so. Sweet, oh, are you are you finally getting it, Colby? Are you finally getting that taxi squad? We've been fooled by taxi squads before. True, so. true. Prolandabura was on the taxi squad before. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, we had to wait an extra day for the who was it that Joe caught flack for for not uh, like oh he didn't called up that day he wrongly got up the next day wrongly got yeah caught flack for it. Uh, it was. It's another reliever. One ten. It was one ten. Yeah, it's one ten. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we'll see if that if that's a move. You guys will probably know before you finish listening to this. Again, thanks, StreamYard. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I do like these ideas. Um, I feel like it's probably not enough for Newt Bar, but I'm also a Carlson fan. I think we talked about this on CTZ, maybe a little bit here on Lockdown. Patreon.com forward slash control yeah. zone. Sometimes we get the topics mixed up a little bit, but yeah, I, I think it was on Monday's episode of CTZ that, uh, you know, we kind of did a deeper dive on on Carlson and, and I think there's more. I think there's more to Carlson. Sure. So I would trade Hancock uh, for for Carlson. Absolutely, I would. So, so the, I, the I like these with- ideas. The idea with pairing Eater with with Hancock again, because like you're not going to be able to land a Brian Wu level pitcher from any of these teams, from either of these teams, right? Especially for what you're giving up. But maybe for the Cardinals, while they're not going to get that kind of pitcher back, getting two shots instead of one on a pitcher who like has probability at least, like Emerson Hancock to be, you know, a, a number five at the very least at the major league level, getting two shots on guys like that, maybe that's valuable enough. Maybe that makes up the difference. And maybe adding in a prospect that they like, like a Jonathan Classe or an Alberto Rodriguez or whoever, makes up the difference in the costs and allows them to comfortably, you know, send out Lars Newtbar or Dylan Carlson to you. Yeah. Uh, this, this idea could also be applied to, you know, Brendan Donovan. Right or Nolan Gorman or, or whatever. Though I like Carlson or, or Newbar more uh, than just, those guys personally. I don't think you're getting those guys without giving up Gilbert. And no, just no. So probably, probably, yeah, not. yeah, probably. And not. you know, maybe Paul DeYoung is a guy that the Cardinals want to get rid of, and and you solve your second base situation that way, and and you know, blah blah blah. But yeah, yeah, I think just as the framework, these are good ideas, and and like separately, I would make these de- like. If I was getting, if I was trading Teoscar and Seawall to uh, Arizona just by themselves, I would take that prospect package. And that's kind of what you're looking mm-hmm. for, right? It is like, right. okay, we're going to get these prospects, but now we're going to turn around and try and flip them at the same time. Uh, it's basically Malik Smith, right? It just, which is essentially a three team deal, but because there was a slight delay, it just ended up being two separate deals, blah, blah, blah. But that's essentially what we're looking at here. Um, right. So yeah, uh, I like them. Yeah. And we're no longer tempting faith to get to the wrap up let's do it let's do it that's going to do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on the lockdown mariners podcast for colby patnode i'm Tyden gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez that's d-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 follow us on instagram tiktok and threads over at locked on mariners that's one word locked on mariners you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode thank you again for making us your first listen have yourself a beautiful baseball day we'll see you next time peace